Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 149 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm talking about all things shoulder pain and common shoulder injuries, including how to strengthen and mobilize your shoulders without getting hurt and why you should be hanging out more often. It seems like every time I get a message about shoulder pain or someone even like also mentions neck pain, that there's something going on with the rotator cuff. And I like to play this game where they say, oh, my shoulder hurts. I go, oh, is it your rotator cuff? And then I go, oh, is it your supraspinatus? And like literally maybe like 87% of the time it is because these four little muscles of your rotator cuff catch a ton of flack and they get blamed for everything going on in the shoulder, which is like both fair and unfair for the rotator cuff. So imagine like today's episode is me defending the rotator cuff and letting you know that it's not just the rotator cuff's fault. Because everyone with a sore shoulder walking around doesn't necessarily have a rotator cuff injury or have shoulder impingement, even though those are both super, super common because the shoulders are complex and how they move and how to move them in the best ways possible and how to strengthen them in the best ways possible is not as simple as do this one exercise and you're good to go. And I also understand that there's always some amount of pain or discomfort that we're willing to just deal with right? Especially if it's been a while, you might be like, oh, well, I guess this is okay. Uh, But I'm here to remind you that you don't have to. Uh, And also that strengthening your shoulders can be done without getting hurt. And it will also then help prevent injury. And you know that click in your shoulder that every time you like move, it's like click, click or pop, pop or whatever it does. Strengthening your shoulders and improving your posture and position will also help with that too. So if you're struggling with shoulder pain and you want a solution that isn't just stretching and actually works, let's get into it. And like I said, your shoulders are super complex. And actually, I can't remember exactly where I found this. It's just coming to as I'm recording. There was like an article, I want to say like an NPR or something. It was about the evolution of shoulders and how one of the things that allowed Homo sapiens to become the species, I wasn't say top species, but I have thoughts on that. But anyways, <laughs> allowed humans to evolve into what we are today is our shoulders, specifically the ability to throw things overhead. And that action allowed us to then catch larger prey. I mean, I just, you know, visualize like an early human throwing a javelin towards a woolly mammoth. Um, So like, that's our past. Like that's our evolution. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here talking to you today because someone figured out how to throw a javelin (laughs) to a woolly mammoth (laughs) and then have the shoulders to support it. Okay. I digress. So there are three bones, four joints, and eight main muscles, depending on who's counting within your shoulder. But the important things that we need to understand for today's conversation are the three bones that make up your shoulder joint are the scapula, which is your shoulder blade, the humerus, which is your upper arm bone, and the clavicle, which is your collarbone. And the actual shoulder joint itself is specifically where your scapula and your upper arm bone, your humerus meet. It's called the glenohumeral 
lateral joint. And it has more range of motion than any other joint in the body because the shoulder was made for movement. We were designed to throw javelins at woolly mammoths. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be able to say that without laughing. <laughs> Uh, but it's also, right, it's designed for this huge range of motion, but our current day-to-day -day life, for the most part, doesn't require that large range of motion anymore. And I'm always going to say technology has advanced so far beyond what our biology was ever prepared for or what our biology can evolve into. And so there are going to be some things that come up just by because of nature, right? Because of how we sleep and how we eat and how we work, right? There's things that go on and this is where mobility comes in, right? Your mobility is the body maintenance that helps to offset the effects of technology on your body. So fun fact too about the shoulders is the only place that the bones of your shoulders connect to the rest of your skeleton is right at your sternum or the breastbone at the SC joint. So it's called the sternoclavicular joints where the sternum and clavicle meet. So beyond that, the bones of your shoulders ideally are just hanging out, right? Again, that allows them to have a huge range of motion, but that also means that there's a lot of moving parts. And when we have a lot of moving parts, there's a lot of potential for mistakes and errors to happen. And that's what's happening most often in the shoulders as well. So the rotator cuff is not a muscle. It's actually four muscles that help to create the stability of your humerus, that upper arm bone, into the shoulder socket itself. I always like to think of the rotator cuff as like the boosters, I guess you'd say, on a rocket ship. So you imagine like a SpaceX rocket taken off and it's got like these four boosters for the rocket to go straight up into space. All four of those boosters need to be propelling. I was gonna say boosting, but you get the, the gist of this, right? At the same speed with the same amount. Otherwise the rocket is not gonna follow its trajectory. So in the shoulder, essentially the same thing is happening. All four of the rotator cuff muscles have to be pulling their own weight and creating balance to keep the head of your upper arm bone centered into the shoulder socket, which is going to be very, very important. We'll talk about it in just a moment. And when those things are not happening, which happens frequently, again, because of technology and how we use our body most often now, that's where we run into trouble. So the four rotator cuff muscles are the supraspinatus. That's the one up on top. This is also the most commonly injured rotator cuff muscle. So if you tell me you have a rotator cuff injury, I'm going to say, is it supraspinatus? And you think that I am a genius or something. And really it's just statistics. It's most commonly injured, mostly too, because of its location, which we will talk about. Then beneath that, you have what's called the infraspinatus and teres minor. These two muscles help to turn your shoulder out, do what's called the external rotation on the backside of your shoulder blade. And then inside on the front side of your shoulder blade and actually accessible deep into your armpit is a muscle called the subscapularis. So we have two muscles specifically related just to external rotation, which you can imagine is like if you were opening up your trench coat with bent elbows stuck to your sides, I'm sorry, it's the only thing I could think of. That is external rotation in your shoulders, right? The elbows stay close to your body and you open your arms out. Internal rotation would be the opposite of that. So two muscles for external rotation, one muscle for internal rotation, but here's where the rubber meets the road. Where do your shoulders spend most of their time? Probably in front of you, holding a device or tapping away at a keyboard, whether that's a musical keyboard or a computer keyboard. 
So your subscapularis, that internal rotator, is stuck in a shortened position for a lot of its day, probably a majority of its day. And because that's not broken up with more movement in all different kinds of positions, and my arms immediately go overhead when I start to talk about that, it gets stiff and stuck and grouchy. So internal rotators are tight. That connection and the way that specific rotator cuff muscle attaches to the head of your upper arm bone causes this kind of pulling forward of all of the bones of the shoulder. Now, remember, there's three bones, a bunch of joints, but not a lot of joint space. Like it's not a huge beefy joint like the hip joint. It's small. There's a lot of moving parts. And so when things go off center, Then we start to run into a situation where you have bone rubbing against soft tissues in a way that they weren't necessarily designed for. And the same thing happens with your cars as well. I just got my front end aligned on my car because it was seriously pulling. But an easy way to see if this is happening, you go and look at the wear of your tires. And if one tire is worn more than the other or has an uneven wear pattern, they go, oh yeah, you just need a front end alignment. Easy peasy. Let's, you know, get you some new tires. No big deal. It doesn't work that easily in our bodies, right? Things aren't easily replaceable and any replacements require surgery and scar tissue. And it's a whole big, big deal. So think of shoulder impingement as a, you know, front end alignment is needed. Another way to think of it is like if a marching band is going around a corner, if you watch the Rose Parade at the beginning of the year and you had, you know, a long row of musicians marching around a corner and they all did it in, you know, beautiful, just synchrony. It was great. That's what we need to happen in our shoulders. But if things, again, are tight, if we're typically doing the same movements all day, every day, that's when the overall space that's available to the shoulder, because all of those bones have been pulled forward because of tension, not just in the subscapularis, but also in the tissues across the front of your shoulder, like pecs as well. You got bones and you have soft tissue, and it becomes, unfortunately, kind of like a cheese grater. I know. I'm sorry. I'm also cringing inside. But this is what happens to the supraspinatus, right? So supraspinatus gets just rubbed up against by the humerus and smushed between your shoulder blade and the humerus, and it just can't put up with it, right? I mean, this is just like the properties of matter, hard things versus soft things, we know how it's going to turn out. So we start first with inflammation, right? And then you have like a tendonitis in your shoulder. You may also end up with a bursitis or an inflammation of the bursa, which is this like a fluid filled kind of pouch that helps to cushion that supraspinatus tendon, or it's just shoulder impeachment overall. And again, it begs the question, so why aren't those bones in their best alignment? Is it because of posture? Is it because of slouching? Is it because of technology? Is it because of all of the above? So the fix for shoulder impingement, of course, there is a surgery that can go in and surgically remove bone to increase the amount of space available in your shoulder. Or, right, we could just work on improving the positioning of the bones, aka posture, strengthening in those better positions so that you naturally and gradually, I know it takes time, but you can improve your shoulder position and how they feel and that impingement overall for good. That becomes the new habit. 
And shoulder pain complaints are very, very common. Shoulder impingement syndrome specifically, the Cleveland Clinic estimates somewhere between 44 and 65% of all shoulder pain complaints are shoulder impingement. But just because it's common doesn't mean that it's normal, nor does it mean that it's the cause of all shoulder pain. But regardless of what's going on in the shoulders, building that shoulder strength, improving your range of motion and mobility can help to prevent and possibly reverse so many of those common injuries. Because even injuries within the rotator cuff, like rotator cuff tears, they don't always cause pain. Just because there's something structural going on doesn't necessarily mean that pain is the only output. Pain is complicated, but either way, moving better and mobilizing and strengthening will help you feel better overall. Today's episode is brought to you by the Brain in Pain Workshop. Because pain isn't just structural. Sometimes it's not only about what's going on in your body or your joints or your tissues. So if you feel like you're stuck in a pain cycle and you're just ready to get off, then join me and licensed therapist Natalie Moore on Saturday, March 19th for the Brain in Pain Workshop. We are sharing our best tips and strategies and resources to help you learn about the science of pain. Because when you understand what's going on, you can make the best choices for the next steps to move forward. So you'll learn practical tools like somatic resourcing and an easy 10 minute tension relieving movement routine that can be done for all levels. And Body Nerds, you can save $15 off your registration right now when you use the code BODYNERD at checkout at aewellness.com brain in pain. That's all one word, aewellness.com slash B-R-A-I-N-I-N-P-A-I-N and the code BODYNERD, all caps, all one word. Life without pain is possible and I can't wait to share these tools with you. I'll see you there. So another common cause of shoulder pain that I hear about a lot too from many of you in the comments and DMs and emails and all of that is frozen shoulder. And the interesting thing about frozen shoulder is they're not really sure why it happens in some shoulders and not others, although it does most often affect women over the age of 40. So there's that. Uh, But it often occurs when the shoulder is immobilized. So usually for another reason, right? There was an injury or surgery or something like that. And it is actually a like adhesion or irritation or literal like freezing down of the shoulder capsule. So that's why it's also called adhesive capsulitis because that joint capsule itself, that connective tissue that's wrapping around the whole shoulder joint, keeping everything in place, helping to bathe that joint in that synovial fluid, it gets inflamed and then you can't move your arm and it's a massive bummer. And things that impede your ability to move your shoulder like rotator cuff tendonitis or bursitis, things that I've already mentioned, can also sometimes lead to frozen shoulder. But here's the interesting part. The best prevention and recovery for frozen shoulder is to move your shoulder in all the directions that it's capable of. Now, if you are right in the middle of experiencing frozen shoulder or shoulder impingement, you're probably rolling your eyes like, Alex, I can't move my arm. It hurts. I hear you. Pain-free movement is always a key. So let's talk about the fix because reaching and hanging are going to help your shoulders feel better and help you to build that strength in many different directions, not just in front of you, like with a push-up or a bench press or something like that, not just behind you with like tricep dips. I want you to be able to throw that javelin at the woolly mammoth if you need to, right? But we don't have to anymore, but have that full range of motion without discomfort. 
And one of the checks that we do, and actually one of the foundational movements, I call them the big three inside movement mavens, is being able to take your arms overhead or the overhead reach. So I want you to try it now. If it's, you know, if you're not driving a car, reach your arms overhead and just notice what happens. Because if your rib cage and your head jut forward, or you have neck pain when you take your arms overhead, that gives us a good indication of where to go next in terms of your mobility efforts, right? If it's the ribs popping forward, cool, let me work on better rib cage mobility, but also core strength and posture. If it's my neck, awesome, let me work on upper traps and neck and work on the tension there to make sure that I can move my shoulders and the bones of my shoulders in their full range of motion. And one of the best ways to move your shoulders more, this is my favorite way, is to designate a doorway in your house as like the official touching doorway. Now, when I grew up, my mom was just like, don't touch the walls, you're leaving fingerprints. And so I was never touched walls. Even now, (laughs) my poor husband, he'll be like, you know, leaning up against a wall. And all I can think of is like, oh my God, you're leaving so many fingerprints. And then I remind myself, I live in a rental and there's dog snot on the wall and I don't care. So anyways, there's a whole little journey into my psyche here. But pick a doorway in your house where you will decide that every time you walk under this doorway, you're going to try to touch the top of it. That's it. For me, it's a doorway between our living room and our hallway. We have a pull-up bar there, and I'm not talking about pull-ups. I'm literally talking about walking under this doorway and just reaching up overhead. Because for every time you walk under, that's one more opportunity for you to do that overhead range of motion, which probably isn't coming up in your normal day-to-day action. Now, if your job requires you to do stuff overhead and you're climbing, like this information, you're not for you, right? But for those of us who spend a lot of our time working in more static positions, this is super helpful to get your shoulders through their full range of motion. And by having a cue, right, by picking a doorway, every time I walk under here, I'm going to reach up. That helps you to get into the habit of moving a little bit more throughout your day. And like I've said before, there's no one magic move that's going to resolve all of your shoulder issues. It's about making more opportunities for movement throughout your day and then making that a consistent habit. And I'll link in the show notes to a blog by my favorite biomechanist, Katie Bowman, that suggests some ways to create more movement opportunities in your daily life. So things like touching doorways from hanging from playground equipment if you pass by it on a walk. She also talks about sitting on the floor, which is also something we've talked about on this show. But, you know, using your doorway and using things that are already in your house to build strength, to work on mobility means that you don't need another piece of equipment and there's one less barrier for you to actually get the thing done. And hanging is one of the best ways to not just improve your shoulders range of motion, but also to improve the strength from your fingertips all the way up to your neck. So hanging is amazing for grip strength, for shoulder strength, for upper body strength, for posture, like 100%, we should all be hanging more. But what if you already have pain? So like I've said before, pain-free movement is your goal for whatever you're doing. And if you do happen to have shoulder impingement or rotator cuff injuries, hanging is going to help create more movement for all of the tissues in your upper body and help them have a little bit more space. So we're talking, you know, the blood vessels through there, the tendons, everything. 
If taking your arm all the way overhead isn't an option right now, then hang from your doorway like the frame of your doorway and hang sideways. It doesn't have to just look one way to be hanging or to be beneficial. And there's more benefits to hanging just beyond the shoulders, spinal decompression. I'm telling you, if you have a bar or something you can hang from in your house and you hang and you do like three deep exhales, your lower back, your ribs, even your shoulders are going to feel so much better. So I'll link to a video on my YouTube channel about hanging. And in that video, I talk a lot about grip, but again, it's all connected. And you can also get that link by heading on over to aewellness.com slash podcast. So hanging, that's your number one fix is just hang, okay? Number two fix is to strengthen the backs of your shoulders. So like I said, we're not talking about bench presses or push-ups, but a super easy way to strengthen the back of your shoulder in better positions, which is exactly what we're talking about, is with an easy exercise called wall slides. So I will link to that in the description as well for a video over on my YouTube. This one is, (laughs) I just love it. I did a version of this on TikTok recently and people were like, ha that looks so easy. And then it was like, oh my God, that's so hard (laughs) because you're forcing in the kindest, most compassionate way possible, but you're setting yourself up to work within your best posture without cheating and using the wall behind you as a cue for where your body is in space. And what you're going to find is that's not your default. And that makes your middle and lower portions of your upper back have to work a lot. But that strength in the back of your shoulder, again, as long as it's pain-free movement, is going to help improve your posture, improve your position, improve your shoulder strength, and then your shoulder's going to be a lot happier. Now, fix number three is to carry something. And I bet you $1 trillion you are already carrying things. So why not work on it in a way and work on it with a focus towards posture and position? So carries, what I love most about them, they are full body strengtheners. And you don't have to just do this in the gym. You can do this in your life. So this past weekend, this true story, this past weekend, I needed to buy a new battery for my car. And so I went to O'Reilly's, shout out to O'Reilly's, not sponsored, but thanks for having my battery, bought the battery. And I had to park on the opposite side of the parking lot because it was a Saturday afternoon and that parking lot was crazy town. And the woman rolled the battery out on a dolly and was like, oh, do you need help to your car? And I was like, no, I got this. That was mistake number one. Um, She's like, are you you sure? It's really heavy. I was like, no, 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 no. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Now, anyone who's ever picked up a battery, a car battery right now is going, oh, no. (laughs) It was my first time. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. So she said, all right, well, go ahead and I'll be watching. And so if you need help, just like put it down and wave your arm and I'll come out and help you. But here I was doing my farmer's carry and I carried that battery all the way across the parking lot and it was hard. I'm not going to lie, but that was essentially what's called a suitcase carry. So you could do it in the gym, call it a suitcase carry, or you could literally just carry your probably 35 to 40 pound battery across the parking lot. So what you're looking for is making sure that your shoulders are in their best position and your ribs are in their best position and your core is engaged. The great thing about doing it, just, you know, carrying it like a suitcase, just having one object is that you're really working to stabilize your spine and you don't have to just carry it by your side. So this is also how carrying things within your daily life can help you to build strength. Uh, So down by your side, you could carry it in front of you. You could carry it overhead. These are all great ways to strengthen your torso and to strengthen your shoulders but I wasn't going to walk through the parking lot with a battery overhead. But anyways, you know, we could if we wanted to. 
Uh, if you're going to do this in the gym, right, think uh, with a kettlebell down by your side or a dumbbell or something like that. Um, and then there's also farmer's carries, which is the same thing, but you just have something in both hands. And I love that it's called a farmer's carry because I follow some farmers on YouTube and I just watch what they do in their daily life. And I'm like, oh, oh I see. I work out because I work on a computer. For those of you who have very physically demanding jobs, like you don't need to go to the gym to build strength. You do need to work on this body maintenance and mobility so that you can keep doing your job with less pain. But carrying stuff, including the suitcase carry and the farmer's carries, help to strengthen your upper back and your traps. And like this is what I'm talking about of building strength for your everyday life. I work out not so I can do 100 push-ups. I don't honestly think I could do 100 push-ups, nor do I want to. I work out and I build strength so I can carry my battery across the parking lot, even though that was an interesting choice. (laughs) My arms were tired after, but I wasn't sore because I have a mobility practice. So I hope that this inspires you too, that there is hope for your shoulders, that you can absolutely build strength in your shoulders, improve mobility and get out of pain, and that it doesn't have to be super complicated, right? Start by doing that doorway touch um, and then use those videos that I'm linking to over at aewellness.com slash podcast, but just do a little bit every day. And I promise you a little bit every day is enough to change your pain, to improve your strength and to improve improve your posture. So give it a go and let me know what your biggest takeaway was from today's episode. So if you also have a (laughs) batteries across a parking lot story or a javelin throw at Wooly Mammoth story, I don't know. I want to hear about it. So take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on Instagram, drop me a DM, send me an email. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Hala Famala, or you can leave a voice message on the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. Also, someone has been calling the Body Nerd Hotline and not leaving a voicemail, but I don't answer that line. It truly is just a voicemail. So I won't pick it up. You could just leave the message and ask your question or send me a DM, like I said. Now, before I go, I want to remind you that the show notes, fun links, free downloads, everything I mentioned in today's episode lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. So go check that out. And if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the show so you never miss a future episode. Make sure you review the show if you haven't already. And I so, so, so appreciate all of you who have taken the time to do that. It really makes my day. So thank you. And share this episode with someone who has grouchy, grumpy shoulders and needs a little TLC. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, touching our doorways, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.